We welcome you to another edition of Being Well Informed. My name is Claudia Barber, and I am your host on this wonderful day. And I am delighted to have as part of my uh, guest today segment, Jackie Coleman, who is the leader of Maryland Hall for Creative Arts. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes, we are here to share more about the Maryland Hall for Creative Arts. How long has that been in existence? Well, Maryland Hall was uh, started in January of 1980. Um, the building itself had been on the high school. And at the in December of 1979, for the holiday break, when the students went home, when they started back in January, they went to a new high school. And at that point, there was a group of people, the founders, that worked on transforming Maryland Hall from a high school into an art center, which is, which is what it is today. It is now an art, art center. And tell us about yourself and what you do. Okay, great. Well, I am the executive director here at Maryland Hall. I, my first day was March 30th, so I'm still a newbie, uh, about seven months in. It's been fantastic, and I'm thrilled to be here. I relocated with my husband and my dog from Connecticut for this position. When I, when I saw uh, what Maryland Hall does, the, the depth and breadth of arts activities, classes, performances, you name it, um, I felt so called to be here. My background actually lines up really nicely with this journey. I, I was uh, a director of education at a Tony Award winning theater in Connecticut. Um, then I worked for Hartford Public Schools as their arts person for the whole district. And then I worked at the State Department of Ed, uh, you know, learning about working for a government agency. And then most recently, I came from the Community Foundation, the Hartford Foundation for Public Giving. Um, where I was over a portfolio of arts grant making. So all of those things kind of lined me up. And, and in between that, um, I've been a teaching artist. And prior to all of that, I was a professional actor. Wow, that's <laughs> quite a resume. That's, that's quite a lot of uh, fun-filled, to me, background for this type of position, but you seem ideal as the executive director. So what makes Maryland Hall historic? Well, the building itself was built in 1932. We, the cornerstone is right outside our building. You can actually see the 1932 on there when it, when it was put up. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, in 1979, uh, the building was emptied of students because a new high school was built and uh, and, it, and it became then an art center. I think it also carries some uh, some other interesting sort of, I will say maybe some trauma history that I, that some people in the community have shared with me because there, when it first opened, Maryland Hall was an all white high school, and there was another all black high school. Um, and of course, at some point, you know, during the civil rights era, um, it became non, you know, became in, it integrated. And, um, and I have even heard stories that that was that there was challenges with that as there was everywhere in the country. So there, so, so then, the, then the building is empty, and then it becomes an art center. Um, and, you know, and I think the first resident companies that were here 
all which are still here, uh, the opera, the ballet, you know, the symphony and the chorale. Um, they brought in traditional European art, arts, which is awesome and amazing, um, but maybe not as fully reflective of the whole community. So I think in recent years, you know, before I got here, and definitely now as I've been talking with staff and community since I've been here, you know, in our mission, we clearly talk about art for all. So there's this been this whole history and now this awareness of wanting to have art for all. All types of art forms, all genres of art forms, you know, art that speaks to and connects to all different communities. So we're really looking at what we're doing and, and working towards opening up other opportunities so that everybody can find their little niche of art in Maryland Hall. Beautiful, beautiful. Now the the there was a uh, back in, in in the segregation days, yes, there is history where black students went to Wiley Bates and then uh, uh, there, the, the other students had other alternative schooling uh, for, uh, you know, other than Wiley Bates, but it was widely known at that time. So now the exact location of your Maryland, uh, of the Maryland Hall for Creative mm -hmm. Arts is where? It's 801 Chase Street in Annapolis. In and Annapolis. We, are, we are right in front of the current Bates Middle School. That they're our partner school. They're um, an arts magnet middle school. Arts Magnet Middle School. All right. Mm -hmm. So on Sunday, October the 2nd, Maryland Hall for the Creative Arts became the choice of venue <laughs> for the Fannie Lou Hamer Awards. Tell us about that event. Oh, it was spectacular. It was spectacular. Annually, uh, 25 local women are honored for their civil and human rights leadership uh, through the Fannie Lou Hamer Awards. And uh, we were, like you said, the selected site this year for the event. It was phenomenal. Uh, there, there were words from uh, about pretty much every, all of the nominees that, that received awards that night. Uh, there was celebration and the whole evening concluded with a one woman show, uh, this tour de force that come in and embodied Fannie Lou Hammer and her story and told her story through words and music. And then the whole event couldn't, like it could have gotten any better, but it did with the awesome reception that was afterwards. Um, and of course the celebration of Breaking Bread together. So it was an honor to have the event here. And, and that night, I will say uh, thank you to the Martin Luther King Jr. Um, caucus, they actually made a generous donation. We were donating the, the, the space to for the event, um, and they ended up donating $1,000 back for the work of Marilyn Hall, which we are so appreciative. You know, I was at the event, and I was just thrilled at the, the awards um, press, the event uh, from elected officials to the honorees uh, to the one person show, all of that packed up into one evening. And, uh, you know, it was engaging, it was riveting. The, the one person show, uh, the actress was outstanding. And this is the caliber of things that are at the Maryland Hall for Creative Arts. Uh, then at the end of the program, you surprised us all. Uh, so um, uh, I kind of got the impression that I was on the Oprah Winfrey show. 
uh, the audience was gifted with an award. You came up with that idea? I did actually the day before. Okay. <laughs> I was walk I was hiking in the woods somewhere and I thought, oh, you know, this is what I can do to to say thank you for coming to this event and thank you for coming to Maryland Hall and encourage everyone to come back. So it does. Uh, <laughs> it encourages you to come back. Because I mean, I'm thinking Maryland Hall again. I'm thinking uh, I can't, you know, just come here for this event and then go back uh, home. Uh, but I, it, it's a, it became a memorable event. It really, really did. So what exactly was the gift that each and every attendee received? Um, everybody was offered a free one-year membership to Maryland Hall, which is a $50 value per household. Um, and that membership gets you into our e-newsletter. So you're hearing about things right, right up, right off the jump, you know, when things are starting to happen. Um, it also gets you discounts on all of the classes that we offer here and then discounts on many of the shows that, that come into the hall. Um, so it's, it's an awesome, you know, incentive to say, Hey, I've got a membership. I can get, you know, a discount and I'm going to go back and check this out. I have so, privileges. That's what that yeah. means. I have privileges. So, so the, 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 you mentioned classes and you mentioned other events. Tell us about the classes. Let's start there. Okay, great. So we have all kinds of exciting arts classes. Um, in our visual arts area, we have two-dimensional and three-dimensional classes. So we have the two-dimensional drawing, painting, you know, all, all that sort of that that genre you know found creating things um and then in 3d we have a pottery studio so you can come um and learn ceramics we also have a wood turning shop so if you're interested in that you can come and find out more about that and then also a glass etching studio which is really beautiful and uh, again working with your hands and then coming up very soon we're launching a couple of jewelry classes some metal making classes which i think uh, would be really exciting. And we have classes that run, you know, over the course of several weeks. And we also have one day, you know, like a workshop class, like I can just make a commitment for one one day or one afternoon or one evening. Um, so that's the visual arts world. And in the dance world, we have dance classes for youth and for adults. And those are um, offered through some of our teaching artists, but then also through some <clears throat> of the companies that are Ballet Theater Maryland is one of our resident companies and they offer dance classes here. Um, as do several other um, smaller local companies um, that, that don't maybe perform as much, but do uh, a lot more education. And then in music, we offer, we have uh, different folks that are offering music, different one-on-one -on -one classes. Um, there's also the guitar ensemble that for youth that meets after school. And uh, Compass Rose, a local theater company, has just started partnering with us um, and is renting a space now on our third floor and turning it into a small little theater and they will be offering some theater classes. So now we are having classes across uh, the four major genres of, of the arts and we are planning in the next, I don't know, six months, eight months uh, to outfit a new media arts division where we'll be able to offer uh, digital art. So we're, we're, we're got it all. We're very excited and very blessed. That's wonderful. Now, how do students 
how to fit it, can they fit into these classes? Uh, mm-hmm. or is it, is it, you know, a crossover from the, the magnet arts school? Uh, do you offer internships, externships? How does that work? We do offer internships um, and we actually have it listed with the um, Anne Arundel County Public School Internship Office. Uh, we have in, uh, both administrative and sort of more production level internships available. Um, and we, like I said, we partner with Bates Middle. They um, <clears throat> come over here a lot. Uh, they take advantage of our gallery spaces. We have several art galleries um, here on the second and third floor. Um, and actually right now we are actually utilizing our hallways on the first floor um, with, a, with some additional artwork for this show. Um, they also uh, come over here when they're like the end of the semester, uh, the Bates Middle School students have the opportunity to use our space uh, to do their end of semester performances in, which I think elevates it for them. I've, I've heard uh, from parents just what a great experience it is for them to culminate, you know, on a, on a large stage like that. And then with um, the school district writ large, that we just launched for the very first time, like I think like a month ago, a student ticket package. And then right now we're piloting it with all of the students who are arts majors, the middle and high school students. Uh, but our plan is for it to eventually be offered to all of the Anne Arundel County public school students. And it's a ticket package where the student ticket is free and the family member ticket is $26, which is, you know, these are shows that you the ticket might start at 50 in some cases or more. So it's a significantly reduced price. Um, and they can get up to, they can do two two shows a year or up to four. So uh, we partnered with the district on that. And I think that's making making things more accessible. We also have um, an after-school program. We have Jovenes Artistas and Hood to Good that both run um, and as part of our outreach after school. If, if you know you know a young person who's looking for something and it doesn't cost anything, those are, those are free and open to any uh, young person that wants to come in and join. Wow. So Mondays through Thursdays from 3.30 to 6.30. And wow. Ken Starks is our community outreach coordinator. And you can knock on his door and he'll hook up whoever is interested. That is so uh, community oriented to have an after school program that's free, 3.30 to 5 or so. And and they and students can participate mm-hmm. in this uh, program. Now, the theater aspect that sounds like that's growing into something big, where we would see more theater in Annapolis, or what? Well, I think there's quite a bit of theater in Annapolis. I've been having a theater background, I've kind of gotten out and had the opportunity to check okay. out some of the theaters. So I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing the recent Shakespeare piece at Classic Theater of Maryland mm-hmm. um, and also checking out a, a cabaret over there. And I know Compass Rose was really like during COVID kind of didn't have a place to land. They were looking to do something but needed space. Uh, and then I know there's the Colonial Players, and I'm not going to remember them all, but I know there's several other um, community theaters actually um, in Annapolis that that have a robust following and, and people really enjoy going to see what they're doing. I think it's, um, I think we want to have some aspect of theater in Maryland Hall since we had classes in all the other areas. I think uh, in terms of a traditional rehearsal process in our spaces, it's a little more challenging because we have so many different, we have four resident companies, you know, and then, um, and that already automatically fills a fair amount of the calendar. And then we have Rams Head Productions, and then we have sort of one-off events like Fannie Lou Hammer that come in. Um, 
So there, there wasn't, there isn't a lot of, you know, actual space on the stage to, you know, have a whole other like resident company that's going to do their rehearsal process and everything here on site. So I think, uh, I think Compass Rose is, is this interesting, you know, exploration for all of us to see, hmm, like they set up 50 seats in this one pretty large room and sort of turn it into a little bit of a grassroots theater. Where's it going to go from there? I, you know, so that's, that's sort of the direction that we're headed. And we do have Live Arts Maryland, which is one of our resident companies that is, has the corral, the Annapolis corral that works with them. And then they often will do, you know, like uh, Broadway shows. Like recently they did Guys and Dolls which I participated in. It was super fun. Um, and, you know, and that does give you the feeling of theater because it is staged in front of the chorale that's singing behind. Now, 2022 mm -hmm. and 2023, we're, 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 you know, coming around the corner to 2023. Yes. What's, what's next planned for Marilyn Hall? Oh, well, we, we still have a couple of really great things in 22, and then we have some, some exciting things in 23. Um, in 22, on November, I want to make sure I give you the right date, November 16th um, at 7 p.m. in our Bowen Theater, which is the smaller theater, kind of like the Black Box, where a lot of the films are shown. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're launching a healing Healing Conversation series. So it's Marilyn Hall Presents Healing Conversations. And the first one is Unlocking the Transformative Tools of Art Therapy. So we are having a clinician, um, educator, researcher come and have a conversation with a moderator and then uh, be able to have a Q&A with the audience so that the audience can understand what is this world of art therapy and is it something that I'm interested in? Um, and then we'll have two more healing conversations. One is going to be on March 7th at 7 p.m., which is 23, so we're moving forward. And that is discover your ultimate flow state with expressive writing. So now we're also trying to pull in the, you know, the writing component, which I have mentioned um, a lot about, but creative writing is a wonderful tool. Yes. Um, art form and a wonderful tool for healing. And then in uh, late May, we have explore and protect the LGBTQIA plus identity through art, which I think is going to be a really terrific panel. So you could look out for those healing conversations. In terms of stuff happening in the main hall, um, we have on November 19th, a uh, it's called Fool of Illusions. And you can get tickets on the website. And it's Reggie Rice, and he is a, a comedian, um, a magician. So it's an he's an illusionist that uses comedy, and I've seen some clips of his work, and it just looks so fun and family, very family friendly. Um, so if you're looking for something fun to do, that's that's on tap. And then on um, December 23rd at seven o'clock in the main hall, we we are bringing in a green Christmas at Maryland Hall, which is Chelsea Green. She's going to be doing a beautiful Christmas concert seven o'clock. It should be so lovely and the perfect time of year for that. Um, and then if you are a Step Africa fan, on January 28th, we have Step Africa coming, which we're very excited about. And they're gonna, there's going to be a couple of spots available in both a youth and an adult master class with them uh, before the show. So that should be really fun. Yeah. And then um, I, I just I have to mention uh, Freedom Way is coming, which is the beautiful art installation that uh, Phyllis T. Adams helped us set up for the Juneteenth celebration, uh, really commemorating and, and 
and exploring and understanding the history of Juneteenth and its impact on our country. So we're bringing that here um, and we'll have that, I think it's January or February. I'm so sorry, I don't have those dates, but I can get them back to you. Uh, but we're gonna have it on display in our hallways downstairs. And there's even gonna be an opportunity to uh, hear some some uh, walkthrough of what each of the panels means and some what of the history is kind of bringing it to life a little bit. So those are just some of the things. We have gallery exhibitions happening. Um, you know, so check out our website and feel free if you just, we have a, a guest services center that's open on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from nine to five here in the building. So if you just want to come in and have a conversation about, you know, what can I do? What, what would I like? You know, we have a, a wonderful young woman, Riley, in there, and she will happily walk you through all the different opportunities and offerings. Can you give us verbally the website? Sure. It's www.marylandhall.org. Great, great. Now, uh, you mentioned creative writing classes as part of the therapy. Now, are those classes free, open to the public, or how does that work? Um, those those classes have not been, those are going to happen probably in conjunction with that healing conversation in March, and we haven't scheduled them yet. Um, I anticipate there will be, um, there will be, you know, like a, a, a tuition for those classes, but we do also always have, try to have scholarships available for all of our classes. So please don't let, you know, the cost of the class deter you from finding out, is there some scholarship left for this particular class? Because, you know, we do want to make art for all here, you know. Now, uh, after, after Marilyn House Speaker Mike Bush's death, was Marilyn Hall renamed after him? Well, you know, I just moved here on March 30th. So I have only my understanding of our, our wonderful sign. We have two amazing signs out, out front of our building that say the Michael E. Bush Center for the Arts. And so I asked a lot of questions. They said, wow, this is exciting. And I know he was instrumental in bringing $11 million to help the capital campaign and other important components of Marilyn Hall. Um, so is that a renaming? Was it intended to be a renaming? And sort of what my understanding and takeaway is that Marilyn Hall is still Marilyn Hall. The building, you know, the nonprofit is still named Marilyn Hall for the Creative Arts. We still call it the main hall. What that tribute, which I think was so beautiful to Mike Bush, I believe was about, my understanding, was that it was about the center, all of the arts, all of the programming that brings the building of Marilyn Hall to life. So it's like the Mike, Michael E. Bush Center for the Arts. So you just think of, you know, the robust programming, the depth and breadth of everything that happens here. That is what the, the that honor and that name was about. And I understand he was also a huge education proponent. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I feel like that was also part of it. Like we want to honor the fact that this is an arts center with education and, and performances and everything. Yes, he was a very popular um, and well-loved uh, house speaker. Uh, for the state of Maryland and for many, many years. And he passed away just um, less than, you know, wasn't even a decade ago. Uh, so it's an honor to see his name uh, right in front as you of the entrance mm -hmm. of uh, the Maryland Hall for Creative Arts. Uh, they, are there guided tours or, or self-guided tours of the Maryland Hall? If, if someone came 
as though it was a museum and, and walked in, are they able to, to take tours of the facility? Well, the building itself is open every day uh, during the week. It's open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Saturday, I think it's 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sundays were typically closed unless we're having a specific event or class. Um, and you can come in anytime and self-guide yourself through. We have, you know, two main galleries on the second floor, the Cheney and the Martino galleries. Right now, the Latinx Perspectives, Perspectives is in there. It's gorgeous. It has a beautiful um, Day of the Dead altar, which I recommend if you want to come on Saturday. There's the big Day of the Dead festival, and it will be up in here. Um, and then we have the Martino Gallery up on the third floor. And so you can always walk through the building anytime. We have a gorgeous community room. Um, you know, and you can always peek in and look at the different dance studios and other art spaces that we have. Um, in terms of guided tours, we have like one of the most amazing cohorts of volunteers, and we have an amazing volunteer manager, Riley Kelba, who has developed what he calls the ambassador tour. And a number of the volunteers have been trained in giving the ambassador tour. And uh, at different events, sometimes we have uh, usually a, a membership appreciation event. Uh, and there's other, you know, during the year, different types of events at, at those. We will all, we will set up uh, guided tours, which can last an hour to an hour and a half because there's a lot of history and stories that go along with the different components of the building. Well, you know, actually, when I visited, uh, one of the last guided tours I had was at the International Civil Rights Museum in Greensboro. And uh, that particular um, uh, situation uh, was, I, I preferred, actually, the guided tours uh, over the self-guided tours, because the individuals were very um, uh, informative. It was just so informative as you walked through it. So you knew where you were going and you knew, uh, exactly, uh, what uh, was transpiring, uh, uh, as you, as you move through various phases of, uh, the project. So, um, I guess I have a strong preference for guided tours versus, um, uh, self-guided tours. But uh, thank you so much, um, uh, Jackie Coleman, for your participation on our uh, talk show today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.